0: The Bulls win Q1. The Bulls are winning Q2 so far, yesterday and today. We got a long way to go. Jobs number on Thursday, shortened week for the holiday. What do you do with a stock that pays a $6 dividend every quarter? Interesting discussion. We'll talk about ZIM. We got some ratings out there to continue crude in the 80 handle Dan Pepitone is going to join us from trade zero and folks we got to get the show on the road let's go Mitch
1: coming to you live from downtown Detroit this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host Joel Khanin. this is a volatile puppy here isn't it and Dennis Dig. I've been a penny I'd buy that stock for a penny with everything you need to start your trading day
0: All right, good morning folks. We're a higher by 13 and 3 quarters handles at 416750 Ah, uh, no resistance up here, folks. Until we get closer to forty-two hundred, we'll see if we can do that today. uh the buck in the red by seven cents. Can't really find a bid yet. One hundred one seventy-one is where we're trading. Bonds down a half a point. 131 and 14.30 seconds. We'll call it crude. The rally continues. Two day move up 90 cents at 81.32. Are we moseying our way up to the mid 82s? We'll find out. Uh, gold battling a 2k a down 70 cents at 1999.60. Silver trying to make a bid over 24. That's up 6.4 cents at 24.0. 085 at Bitcoin futures, they're up $280 at 28545 triple D, man, kind of a, a just a sleepy rally yesterday, you can't really stand in the way of it, didn't get down to good support, and how do you how do you short or take the other end of this this trade when there's not a lot of resistance in here?
2: Well, you got to be very careful shorting stocks here. And it's just climbing the wall of worry. And again, mm-hmm. we've talked about this. It's tech. And again, I'm going to say I think tech wins in both environments. More banking crisis, tech wins. No banking crisis, tech probably wins. So that's what the market keeps playing. And the, yesterday, the dip in tech, you think, OK, maybe we'll cool off for a couple of days. I was hoping for a cool off. To actually buy tech. But we cooled off for what, 20 minutes, Mitch? 20 minutes? That was <laughs> if you can cool call off? it that.
1: I think minutes. that was just the opportunity. We are down
2: three bucks in NVIDIA and then
1: boom, no, right back to the highs. And yeah, the NVIDIA chart was pretty volatile yesterday. It gave, it started with a nice little rip, then came right back then, then ended with another little FOMO rip. FOMO is dominating.
2: <laughs> FOMO dominating all right now. People yes. got it on their brain. That everything is behind us, the Fed is done raising interest rates, we've beaten inflation, and there will be no more banking crisis. That is what the market is saying. You know what? It could be right. There is a scenario where all that does work. Yeah. I don't see it on Main Street with the inflation, but the banking crisis is pretty quiet right now. Not too much happening there, so they're not worrying about that at all. And again, you know, the market is not forward-looking. It isn't. It doesn't look forward six months at all. It doesn't have a clue. It's made up of uninformed market participants. So right now it's like, well, appears that, you know, there's no more bank failures here for a couple of weeks. FRC seems stable. And the Fed sounds like that there's and, gonna and slow the down market, rates. Yeah. Let's and go. We'll, let's go. LFG. Up.
0: That's what the market's saying. LFG. And if the market's holding up good um in this kind of environment,
1: yeah.
0: Why well, do I mean, you know Powell can still raise rates? We can still fight inflation, right?
2: Well, they, they don't want, they're there. saying that no they're taking both this is the silver lining market that the bank crisis is done and we're not raising rates now so we keep yeah. the pivot because the pivot was coming sooner because of the banking crisis but the market no it keeps the pivot and there's no banking crisis so it wins wins that's how the market works prices is everything to perfection everybody loves stocks they only go up remember so it, it, I, I've seen the market, market only do I'm this still once. trading market neutral the market neutral is working. You know, all the haters can hate. I posted my results yesterday for the 12 months and for the month. It was a pretty good month. I think I made 6.7% on the month. Again, trading market neutral. If I was trading full on how I felt, I'd be losing money. If I was trading because I was up bearish, there's no doubt I've been wrong on that side. But I trading market neutral. And you can't fight this tape. Sometimes I trade bearish. Sometimes I lean directionally. Right now, it's a tough market to be directional in. So I'm just taking advantage of little Market inefficiencies, you know, and we've talked about that. We've done four courses on that on premarketprep.com. There's lots of different opportunities, you know, just looking at, you know, different news flow, relationships, different things, but that's a different style of trading. People like to make bets. They like to call the market. They like Mm -hmm. to make directional bets, tough directional bets right now if you're using fundamentals, but if you're using technicals, to your point, Mitch, the technicals are starting to look better.
1: Yeah, let me bring up a point. I I mean, I I don't want to be too much pointing towards prior shows, but we were talking about the stage three expansion from the Golden Cross. This looks like that expansion move. I mean, if you look at what we've done in the recent, and this was before when we were just starting to talk about this, right? Now we're really in that kind of stage three where we get that continued uptrend. And it seems like that's what we have right now. I mean, look at the, the prior action that we've gotten in the last kind of three, four days. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong up move. I, I would have to say at least just in the prior the, the action in the last four days, that's pretty strong. Where do we get to that's the point? We've said, I mean, yeah, yeah. we've said that it's but been are a huge Are we going move? to that continued uptrend where we're just going to start continue climbing the wall of worry? That's where the the bigger question
2: for day traders today, though, and I've been wrong, is do we just continue without a check back? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had so many checkbacks that I find it hard to just chase it here from a directional perspective. Obviously, trading can do lots of different things. It can do, you know, different styles, different technicals, you can go into different areas. There's lots of different opportunities. But you know, if you're just an investor here you're looking, you know, you got some cash, you're getting nervous that you're missing the boat, which is exactly what's happening. People are very nervous right now that the bottom is in and they've got to jump in. And I mean, let's give a perspective here. We're still significantly off from where we are. So if you want to chase it, you know, and you sold last year, early last year, let's say you sold 370, 380 on SPY or Qs, I mean, you know, 400 on the Qs. I mean, 400 was the top, Probably Not a lot of people got that, but 380, 370, 360, you're still scalping yourself 40 points. So, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here. I, I raised a lot of cash early January. So I probably would be still better off. I just came in here and bought it all. But I think you're going to get a check back. And I still don't know if we're in the clear.
1: So, yeah, it, it, And, and the, the chat is on the same thing we're talking about. You see driving the You FOMO see the chat, the see the no chat talking about pullbacks. You see the chat talking about the trend is your friend. That FOMO's kicking in right now, right? FOMO's um, not kicking in. FOMO is full on. Full gas on to the full plan. on. Yeah. There's <laughs> uh, the someone saying Friday that they believe Joel's high of the year is still in, right? I mean, this is what I'm saying. There's there's still a lot of confusion out there, also. Um, so it's it's a tough market right now because there's still concern also in the bank, right? I'm gonna bring in Jamie Diamond's comment so we can kind of keep talking about the situation that's going on uh Jamie Dimon coming in long time of course GAPM CEO said that the latest financial shock in his annual letter that the crisis is not yet over and even when it's behind us there will be repercussions from it for years to come but more importantly recent events are nothing like what occurred during the 2008 global financial crisis this was came out of course in his letter, his annual letter to investors. I agree with all that. Um, it's nothing like the financial
2: crisis was. The Fed, you know, had serious problems there with no bullets and they had to throw money at it, obviously, and that's what happened and this is how the this is the start of how the U.S. debt has grown to be so much, really. They've continued to throw money at all the problems. I mean, this is just the whole point to Bitcoin, I guess, is you know just can't keep the printing press going here. And we know they can turn on the printing press if we really get into trouble. So they have the solution. They don't want to use that solution. And you know what? So far, great call by Powell. Let's give him props here. He did not panic, Joel, in that last conference call. I, I he did, did not I know. Did you really even talk about the banking crisis here. He made the right call because the market is forgetting about it. And that's the best thing for the bulls. So you can't argue with the bull case here. It is there. It is real. And you know what? It could be right. Nobody's got a crystal ball here. If you really think it's over, here's a play for you if you want to play. If you think it's over, and I'm not in this camp. I'm still sitting with 65% cash in the long-term account. Trading is fully always margin. I'm margin to trading. So there's all kinds of stuff going on the trading side. But my long term is sitting with like 30, 40% tied up at 5.2%. And there's, you know, about 30% is ready to deploy. And some of it I may deploy if we get a pullback or significant. But if you really think it's over, here's a fun play for you. FHN is being taken over by T D Bank, First Horizon. This thing got absolutely murdered. Murdered. It's a takeover. 25 bucks cash, Joel. Twenty-five bucks cash. You can see what it was doing before the financial crisis, they're or before the there, yeah. regional banking financial crisis. And they punish this thing and they cut it in half because they're like they're going to try to get out of this deal. And then First Horizon's on its own, and maybe First Horizon has a bad book too, and maybe it goes under. You know, so that's what they were doing. But I mean, if you think it's over, this thing has already a takeover price of twenty-five. And you know what? If TD walks away from this, they're probably going to get sued. It's a similar to the Twitter setup, you know, Musk tried to walk away from the Twitter deal. He couldn't get out. So TD would really have to be looking at ways to try to get out of this if they even want out of it. Maybe they don't want out of it, but there's an interesting setup here. So if you think it's over FHN, 18 to 25, what is that? That's seven bucks. Cause 25 uh-huh. is a takeover price, $7 and $18 stock. You're talking about a 35%, you know, risk reward here. And obviously if it's, got a bad buck and TD gets out of the deal, there could be a zero, but it doesn't feel like they're all going to zero here right now. And this is actually trading where it was prior to the takeover. It's back below it. Now it's popped a little bit here in the last few days. It would have been nice to bring this, you know, up at 15 or 16 because it's slowly been climbing, but it looks like consolidation station kind of ready to break out here at 18. Again, though, you've got to have the opinion that the banking crisis is behind us. I lean to Jamie Dimon and I think there's still a lot of unknowns here. So I'm not playing this. But I'm saying if you think it's over,
0: there's an there's an opportunity for you right there that really hasn't gone. What about ten bucks left on uh left on the uh, the carcass for ATVI with uh, the Microsoft? I mean That's a
2: different story, but yeah, I think I think that deal's gonna go through. But that's an antitrust issue more than anything. FHN isn't gonna have antitrust issues. There's no way, you know, a, a huge bank like TD Bank taking over a little regional is gonna have any antitrust issues whatsoever. The only reason fhn is at 18 it's because they think td may kill the deal somehow right and if they kill the deal it's just back to where it was prior to the deal but then so there's two things that got to really go wrong here td kills the deal and they have a bad book and you know that they start to punish it for that reason and that can happen it's possible i don't know the books on fhn i haven't done any homework on this Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying if you're of the opinion and the market appears to be of that opinion then I think it's a buy if you think there's no more banking crisis happening. Again, don't take my words out of context. I'm saying if you're of that opinion, it's a buy. I am not of that opinion. I am not buying the stock today, but there's a setup there
1: i'll play to your side of the coin here dennis um i actually brought in a little graphic for us today you know, i like to bring in some extra sometimes and today's one of those days we don't have too much so i'll bring this in uh this yeah. is a cut from barron's okay i uh, got this this it's from the 30th so a couple days old but this yeah. is the largest u.s banks with high concentration of commercial real estate loans so if you started to see one thing that i saw a trend yesterday and that's why i started looking for this was I started seeing real estate really getting hit hard and what specific area I saw commercial real estate getting hit hard like office REITs getting hit hard so um I'm just pulling in here I'm not saying that these banks you know are going to have you know issues coming up but they do have 300 they've exceeded the 300% of their capital um for commercial real estate so they're kind of lending pretty heavily against this real estate. And you got names here that we've been talking about, like PacWest, bank Corp. You see multiple names here, uh, that bank, uh, OZK. There's Ozark, there's a yeah. bunch of bank these. Bank of the Ozarks. Yeah. yeah. Bank of the Ozarks. There's a bunch of these that have a lot of exposure to those office REITs. And if there's any area that I could see maybe running into some issues is maybe this real estate. Instead of this time, it being more of your, you know, your, your houses, your, your regular, this is looking like commercial real estate is the worry here.
2: Um, yeah, it is. But the commercial real estate wasn't the problems that, you know, what those, those weren't the problems at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Those were the problems of, you know, Pad Mortgage Book. So this is a whole nother can of worms to think about, though. So, you know, if you think commercial real estate is going to have troubles, that's more of a play on recession, though. Like we go into a full recession and people aren't buying stuff. and Now, you know, you get these, you know, complexes, you know, retail complexes, whatever, machinery, whatever the commercial real estate is. I think that's more of a recession play as opposed to, you know, this recent banking crisis here. But the bottom line is a good point you're making up. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of money lent out to a lot yeah. of different, you know, the regional banks got a lot of money lent out to maybe some people who are going to struggle if we go into a recession to pay them back. So there is a point there. I think the regional banks are telling you that they're still not safe because the KRE hasn't rallied a link. And I keep looking at this thinking there's such a disconnect between the S&P because it's all rallied on tech and the KRE. Like you would think if we were really out of the woods, wouldn't you think Joel, that the KRE would start to be looking higher? We are sitting, you know, at basically the lows, we're two bucks off below yeah, on the low on carry. Doesn't that tell you that, hey, maybe we're not out of the woods? I mean, this is what I do. This is how I make my living. People are asking me, how did you make 100% on your trading account last year? Because I posted those results. People are asking that question. By just looking under the hood, not just going and looking, okay, P's, everything's going up. You just got to buy stocks. Looking under the hood and seeing, is this rally for real? or is it not? When we look under the hood of the recent S&P rally, we see the reason is that it's seven stocks that drove the entire return, seven stocks, the big seven. Take those out and the S&P was down in the first quarter. Doesn't look as rosy. We tweeted those stats out there. Um, So, I mean, I just look under the hood here and I think, why am I chasing a market that still has potential problems? So that's why from a long-term perspective, I'm sitting on the sidelines. From a trading perspective, I'm just doing all my little inefficiency strategies, which we've talked about lots of times. So, I mean, it's just a lot of risk here. And maybe yeah. I'm wrong. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm going to get paid 5.2%. The market goes up 10, I'm going to lose 5. The market goes up 15, I'm going to lose 10. That's going to suck. I just don't see us rip-roaring and rallying to all-time highs. I gave this same conversation in January when we had the fight with Mark Chakin on mm-hmm. the show. And Mark was very bullish. And we tanked after that. I mean, we just got to watch chasing this market. And Mark, Mark's made some great calls lately. Now everybody gets it right. Everybody, everybody, if like, again, you know, if people are so mean on Twitter. You call something wrong once, they will post that, they'll take a screenshot of it, they'll say, this guy's an idiot and he doesn't know what they're talking about because just prove their cases. Again, nobody's right 100% of the time. If you're right 51% of the time, you're going to make money in this business. So nobody knows for certain what is going to happen here. All we can do is take the risk, take the return, and analyze it. And that's it. I like the oxy of 58 to 60. The risk-reward sounded pretty good with Buffett buying. P6, stuff like that makes sense to me. Chasing the S&P up 8% a week and a half doesn't make sense to me. So if it keeps going, so be it. You know what? There's going to be another train. There's going to be another opportunity. That's what people, FOMO people don't get though, is there's always another trading opportunity. Just because you miss the one, they'll dwell on it. A new trader will be like, I can't believe I missed that. I called and I missed it. And they dwell on it and they dwell on it. And then it affects their trading mental capital. You can't do that. You move on. You know what? You're going to be wrong in this business every single day, a
0: lot, yep. a
2: lot. And it's a okay lot. to be wrong. It's not okay to stay wrong. I haven't been proven wrong on my 65 percent cash holdings yet. I might be wrong, and maybe I'm going to struggle, and maybe the market's going to take off without me, and be like, "Man, I really screwed up raising that much cash." But you know what? There'll be some, There'll some be opportunities. There'll be more opportunities for sure. It. Yeah,
1: there's always more opportunities. That's one That's thing that it, man. always is always present, whatever it may be. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and get to another opportunity. It's time for, of course, Trade Zero Tuesday. And Pippitone back in the chair. What's
3: going on? How are we doing in this market? Having a great day, fellas. Great to be back. Thanks for having me once again. The graphic and the intro gets me every time. I love it. Let's good, get man. to the
1: action, of course. Uh, of uh, You were recently out there in Hawaii. I put it out there. You were, we were in, in the Hawaii. waves. You are dealing with the waves, and we're dealing with the waves in the market <laughs> right now. How are you dealing with the uncertainty out there? Because I know that you know you probably have your own investments out there. You don't got to tell sure. us
3: about it, but how are you dealing with the uncertainty in the market? Well, you know what? I, I do want to mention one thing uh, specifically as it relates to the uncertainty and. And one of sort of the mitigating actions that uh, our clearing firm is actually taking right now, Um, you know, throughout the last month or so with this with these regional banks, sort of, uh, you know, really scaring scaring a lot of people creating runs on banks, etc, etc, the feds come in and and really, you know, provided the backstop. So, um, you know, lots of these banks that, you know, may have had issues with depositors above 250,000 past the uh, FDIC backstop, we're, we're, we're looking to potentially have some issues. Um, so as it relates to like trading accounts and whatnot, at the end of the day, when folks are funding their accounts with a brokerage firm, the money is held at a bank. Um, and a lot of times, uh, clearing firms will actually at the end of every day will sweep money into money markets and stuff like that to create interest bearing opportunities for folks. Um, But what Apex has done really, I think, is an answer to Apex, one of our clearing firms where Trades are America, we cleared Apex Clearing, they have actually created partnerships with lots of different banks so that folks that have on deposit more than 250,000, they're actually able to spread, via an algorithm, the deposits across multiple banks, multiple banking partners to provide an insurance layer of up to $5 million per segregated account. Wow. So really as a, I mean, just beyond next level, this is something that they announced yesterday um, really is an answer to this. So I'm, I'm proud to kind of announce that here to, to folks that, um, you know, there are some some people who are, who are putting some thought into um, how we can make folks feel a little bit more comfortable and better about where they put their money, um, putting the head on the pillow at night, especially with, with accounts with bigger balances, um, you know, I know for, if, for myself, I didn't remember ever having to think about doing sort of the banking two step since 2008, 2009, during the financial crisis, where folks are really scratching their heads as banks fell one after the other Like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I have 270,000 in that bank. I am actually exposed by 20,000. Let me spread that around. And that really hasn't been a theme up until about a month ago. Yeah, so, I um, mean, sort of some mitigating banking action from the broker dealer perspective to sort of allay some of those fears as folks have, you know, uh, bigger balances on deposit with their broker. It's something uh, to
2: think about here, and I'm I'm trying to remember back to the Big Short. You know, I read the book back in the day, but remember every the, the <laughs> person, the gentleman in the Big Short, who was betting against it, calling the whole damn thing. And then his own bank, he's like, oh my God. He's bank? like, I I've called this. We're bank. making all this money. My bloody bank's going to go under. I'm going to lose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was from the big short. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember it. who it was, a chattel beyond that. But I mean, you yeah, think about it. I thought about it back during the financial crisis too, because I was but doing pretty well trading. Right? When that suck you call it all you do it all your accounts going way up 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 and all of a sudden boom your bank goes under like i
1: lose two <laughs> like
2: that's a worst case scenario <laughs> so yeah it, it's important you know and it's something you think about when it really starts to get stressful is that is my trading capital safe you know is it safe in my account so you know so, it's good news when you feel
1: like you know it is
2: when you can yeah, sleep well at night for sure, sure.
1: So what Dan pretty much told us is he's not as good as the government, but the trade zero backstop. It seems like there's a there's a there's a backstop there. So let's get to the action now. One thing that I notice often, Dan, is that for traders, often especially retail traders, right now. They want to have access to speed, and I, I've used hotkeys before. I don't know if, Dennis, wow. you use hotkeys right now. I've seen you cancel all, cancel all oh, real yeah. quick. Cancel
2: all button. Um, mm. So
1: sometimes we need to have access to speed type of trades, especially when we're trading fast movers. I know there's a fast movers that we'll be looking at today, like um, the AI stocks, of course. Uh, I, I talked about it as AI stocks get prompted higher today because – Definitely been seeing them get the push. Butterfly Network today is getting a big push on an AI enabled dr- lung tool. How could we potentially use some features that Trade Zero has to offer so that we could get access to those hotkeys and some fast trading? Cool. Let me show you guys an, an example here. I'm going to present. Okay, he's going to present. And faster is better. I definitely agree with Richard. It is. I mean, hotkeys,
2: it's so, so important. I remember the first trading book I read as you're bringing this up. I'll just tell the story. One of the first books, that trading books I read back in like 1997. And they were talking about sending orders. And the, and, the, and the person in the book was like, I read the order ticket from the top to the bottom and from the bottom to the top to make sure I'm sending the correct order. And I'm like looking back, I'm like, that was the stupidest advice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> by the time, by the time i read the order ticket back and forth from <laughs> to top top to bottom, I missed the trade. Now I've already traded it in and traded out. Oh, of it. You've got to be fast on yeah. if you're gonna be she a, a professional kidding. trader, you have to be fast. You Once have you've to made be fast your
3: decisions, you, you, you want to execute on that, right? Immediately. So, immediately. Like like that. Within, from idea immediately.
2: generation, a discretionary trader, and we're and he's gonna show you this right now. A discretionary trader should be able to go from idea. To execution in less than five seconds i'm not mm-hmm. joking if you're a discretionary trader you've got to be able to do that in less than five seconds
3: okay so i have my dashboard here you guys i've uh, showed you this a couple times now yeah i'm going to go into the hot keys section and um what we have here is the ability to create a bunch of different hot keys whether it be you know calling a window into focus uh all order actions that like we just talked about like cancel all replace all Mm-hmm. liquidate all so these are sort of the nuclear types of buttons then you have your setup or send order which I'm going to do a couple of these right now uh, I've set up one in advance which is a buy ask a plus a penny
1: mm-hmm.
3: so basically Perfect. is I'm going to do it we'll do a sell so can we blow it up hey. a little
2: bit more Mitch just to see because it's harder yeah I got you my friend, so my friend maybe we can blow it. I don't know if I'll, make the, I'll make it full screen here Mitch for us. Mitch is going to make it full screen. He's
1: okay, all right, cool. Yeah, some of this that stuff should make a little... it a little bit better there. If not, we can try to get it a little bit. We'll, we'll zoom in. There cool.
3: you go. So sure. um, I'm sending an order right now. I'm creating a hotkey to sell shares of at the bid price minus a penny. So this is go. something that if I want to get out, especially in the pre-market, uh, is, a, is a type of key that I would set up. So yeah. in our price source area, you have the ability to leverage all of these price fields, bid, ask, last, average price, etc. cetera. Uh, and so you can create a price offset, so bid minus a penny. And I am going to now create a label for this. So bid minus 0.01 and then add to the grid. OK, so now I'm also going to create what we call hot buttons. So while you can create um, multiple actions and tie them to a keystroke, you mm-hmm. can then take that keystroke, and if someone's not comfortable with using the keyboard, we can create these hot buttons that are in lieu of pressing, I set up a control B to buy 100 plus uh, at a, at a S plus a penny, control S to sell 100 bid minus a penny, or I, now it can use these hot buttons where they will be appended to my level two window right here at the bottom where I can now easily instead of doing the keystroke I can use these buttons
2: Press the button
3: so let me just try use this one here okay this is a hard to borrow you want to locate it sure let's do a full round trip here uh, so
2: you just executed
3: now we just executed and I have just actually located 100 shares of of uh of beef fly. so let's something
2: and he's showing how to build these things right now. Once they're built, it's just a matter of pressing one button to execute. So what
3: so what happened is I pressed the buy ask of 0.01 That was my label, but the but the short but the button was actually a sell short button. Oh. I'm
2: going to change that to <laughs> a cuz he's building it on the fly here. He's uh-huh. building it behind
3: the scenes. Okay. And control B or my buy ask 100 and so this is my confirmation window, which you can then uh, n- just you can disable this. Yes. But if I hit OK, my order to go out by at ask plus a penny is now out there live at a, at, at two twenty eight. I can cancel this. I could also use my um, button here. We'll control. We'll do the same type of action. Executed. And that button, we actually bought the stock at uh, two twenty nine. So it's, it's a real easy way and a fast way to get into trades, to get out of trades and to really manage positions in a quick way. Yeah. I really like all this
2: stuff is critical. I mean, I have, it's funny that you have these buttons. I have the exact same buttons on my system as well. The, the buy buy at the ask plus one cent people are like why would you buy a penny above the ask because when you put penny above it it means you're getting you're trying to get the ask for sure. Yeah, I, so you're like giving put- it if it moves a tick up, you're still going to get it. You want to be in fast. So mm-hmm. you Especially still get the, the best market. available price when you put that. It's not yep. a matter of, you know, you're paying a penny above the ask. You just want to get it for sure. So you're like on that B fly, if he puts that order in there, it's 229 or 230. You know, if the sudden ass ah, suddenly moves to 230, he's gonna let the two thirty two. He wants to get in there fast. Yeah. So he's just making sure. But if if you if your order was in at 220, 229 plus a penny. You don't pay 230 if it's 229 offer. You still get the 229. So, all that is is like lift the offer fast, is what that button really is. Yeah. And you exactly. probably need to
0: adjust it for different stocks, right, Dan? I mean, like you're uh, 100%. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, you were, if you were trying to trade Tesla, you know, plus
3: a penny is not going to get you in. You, you <laughs> yeah. Get you're not going to get in. You're yeah. You're... All day long. So, for <laughs> those who may want to do a dime or 15 or 20 cents for those sort of nuclear type get me in get me
1: out type buttons yeah you you know it's one interesting order button that i sometimes had and this is when i traded really fast movers that just kind of jump 30 cents or something i'd put out an offer plus 30 cents to sell at that spot especially like let's say for stocks that are coming out of halts like those really fast movers i'd throw that out there just in case it would just jump up there and sometimes i'd get these little instant fills and i'd be like what? I somehow just got filled there, let's go, let's take it. And, and you take a, some little quick little money there. But like always, one of the things that's very important is scripting it the right way, right? If you script it the right way, every time you hit it, you know that it's gonna work for you. Um, having different abilities to get out at that moment is very important too, because if you're just seeing, you know, if you just hit the sell on the limit, you could start watching that stock just completely just blowing through those limits. And if you're not getting out, you're just wasting sense here while you're, you're already in that decision making, right? So when you want to get out, you need to have the speed
3: to get out. To your point, we do have a range order type that we support, which is essentially one cancels other order. So if mm-hmm. you're in a position, we allow you to put in a stop and a limit for profit, a for profit limit and a stop, whether you be long or short, so that you don't have to babysit the position. If you mm-hmm. hit your, your 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 for-profit target, you'll be out. And if you hit your stop, it will it will take you out and also cancel the other side of that order.
2: Perfect. And that's key too. I talk about this. It's funny. You bring up all these things. It's funny. And when you get a trader like Dan's been around so much, it's a different conversation than, you know, like I talk about the same thing too, is people like, why don't you trade those big, you know, crazy movers? Why don't you trade that new stock? And you don't want to know why for the most part? I don't want to have to babysit it. Because when you're trading something that's moving, you know, 20 30 40 percent here in a few minutes that's something you've got to stare at the whole time and be working but you know when you have different order types it can take you out and you know having different tools is the key to obviously being able to trade efficiently here so the tools are so important
1: definitely and definitely i uh, like to test uh test those scripts because trust me i've heard some <laughs> stories. If you you
3: guys saw that scripts. in live action.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, rating. yeah, you got to make sure that when you're
1: writing it, write it. <laughs> when yeah, you're coding, I'm telling you, you're I'm correctly. telling you. Oh yeah, I've heard some some horror stories. I from have beginner some horror traders. stories for that. Mean, I've told stories on this show where I've had horror stories. I mean, you hot button everything. with that. You know, you I, hot button with like, let's say, a, a buy a thousand shares, but it ends up buying ten thousand shares. That sucks. Yeah, it's a big I, difference.
2: I,
3: I got one for you. So um, you know a lot of, a lot of folks who, who are day trading the market also will do things like you know play electronic gaming. you know they're, they're actually they're playing call of duty while, while they're in the middle of a trade. And um, we've had instances where folks left the platform up in focus and using their joystick on the keyboard mapped to a hotkey that they that, that was also a function in the game that actually sent orders oh, out. Oh man oh <laughs>
1: my God. That's
2: the future of trading, Dan.
3: They were buying Tesla. (laughs) I'm
1: waiting for you to tell me about the feature that has the Oculus trading features. I know that's coming
3: soon. Uh, That'll be coming soon. We have ChatGPT working on it. All right. Hey, Dan, is the
0: platform uh, available to uh, to Canadians? Yes, it is. Okay, that was a question.
3: Um, Folks in the U.S., TradeZero.com, CanadaTradeZero.ca. We're an IROC registered dealer there out of Toronto, Ontario. And for our international folks, uh, Trade Zero International out of Nassau, Bahamas.
1: All right. Like always, you guys can check out, of course, Trade Zero Pro that you guys saw the platform used today. And we'll have you back on. Dan, appreciate you coming on today. Have a great day, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. All right, take care, Dan. All right, let's take a little peek into the market. How are we looking, Joel? We're quiet.
0: We're 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 quiet. Yeah. Uh, we're just hanging out here near the highs of the session. That just a, a steady climb. Seventy one, seventy five is your pre market high. Just uh, not much in here. Uh, we put the, the close in the rear view mirror. That would that be a support here if we come there down. But uh, just a quiet sweat, quiet session here so far.
2: I I mean, we're going to
0: be quiet. – we're
2: right in this lull before earnings season starts, before the CPI CPI. data, Mm -hmm. before – like, we talked about this even a couple weeks ago. If there was a time for the bulls, it really was this time, this lull here. Yeah, there's a window. Uh, The only thing that was going to derail is if we had another bank failure, but that doesn't appear to be coming anytime soon. And, I mean, I love the response, and JC made this point yesterday. Um, I love the response to, you know, earnings that haven't been great. Kramer made this point again, too. Some of these earnings reports have not been that great, but they're buying them. Silver lining market, they say anything okay. I mean, the Micron report was an epic disaster. It wasn't good at all. And they rallied the hell out of it. On Now, it has sold back off since then, so maybe they got their head together, which I have no idea why they were buying that. But, I mean, it's something to think about, is that when they start rallying stocks on not great news, that means, you know, that the bulls got a really good case there because you know, if they say anything good, it's gonna go. And even take a look at the small earning stocks here today. And again, very small companies. The only ones reporting are MSM, which is up three bucks. I and mean, I haven't looked at the reports themselves. And AYI, well, this is a bad one. Obviously, it's going down. So not making my point here. Um I again, if you lower guidance, you're probably going down no matter that what. Micron down, that migron came back down though.
0: That migron came back down though, Dennis. I mean, yeah. so it was up there for a day and then uh, went totally opposite the market. So they bought it for a day and a day and a half, and then it. Uh, wow, look at that, sixty four. It was a bad
2: report. Yeah, the bottom I line, with the micron that. was. I, I had it went down originally on it, and it made sense to go down, and then it rallied. And I think they just thought it was a dumpster fire quarter, and this is as bad as it's going to get. Now they're realizing maybe that. Oh, you know, maybe it just wasn't a good quarter. It wasn't a good quarter. <laughs> But you know what this market this is the way this market is it's you know a market that is finding reasons to buy stocks and you know what it's fomo it's driven by fomo so fomo will make you do funny things and it'll make you buy stocks on bad reports too
1: all right, let's take a look. We didn't get too deep into those AI stocks. Do you want to take a look at those? Those are definitely getting the big move today. What do you have from the AI um, front here
2: today? I know AI itself has been a monster mover. So yeah, let's take AI. a peek.
1: So what we're going to do is we're, we're covering more of the theme of AI than just specifically one sure. here. But let's do it. So AI, of course, is the, the bigger one. Uh, today, the getting symbol. a huge lift is BFLY. Um, you guys saw Joel had that chart up just a yep. second ago. Uh, so that's bf uh, of course fly that's getting the lift this what morning. was the that's reason for that one, one? A it's lung- a fda nod on an ai enabled lung tool so pretty much it's an ai thing that can help you with like some lung, lung issues i have no idea what the lung issue is for necessarily but if the fda approved it. I guess it should get a little lift, right? Um, there's a couple more though that I feel ripping. like it's a buzzword drop. Yeah, it is. it is. I don't
2: know what Bfly does. I this is a Kathy stock.
1: Wasn't this a the medical Cathy device? Stock? It's a medical device uh, stock. Yeah, just so, to kind okay. of mention oh, yeah, that. I
2: better throw an AI buzzword in there on something. You
1: know, um, but take I'm, a look. I'm at I'm not a fan. Take a look at this chart, GFAI, Guard Force AI. I saw this
2: one yesterday. This one was just off.
1: blasting. We were watching this one on live trading as it was going up and just watching it just halt in, halt up. And it was ripping. Big move yesterday from a low of $8 to a high of twenty one nineteen. What was the catalyst
2: here? This I don't is just, follow the story I'd never heard of the stock until yesterday uh
1: it, it's just kind of that that ai kind of storm right now man They're okay so here's a them.
2: question for you let's take it back yeah. from the storm this has an actual gf ai called guard force ai is there any other companies that have ai in the name mm. or the ticker sim- symbol is there anything that hasn't went and chad i'm throwing this to you too. Because- that's why it gets hard yep.
1: there there is one that just started going which was ion but that's more quantum computing um but that's but, also used for AI that's IonQ but yeah the, the chat if you guys want to throw small some little up...
2: AI plays or just like this is, we go through these and again a lot of these play trades are going to end up if you hold them long enough losing you money but we know in the short run there can be good opportunities in getting ahead of the buzz um getting ahead and so right now anything that has anything to do with AI is mm-hmm. blasting off so we've got some of these smaller stocks that you know have something to do with AI and BFLY, to my understanding, really had nothing to do with AI. But all of a sudden, you know, it's the cool thing. So they've come out with some type of AI lung or something like that, which it, or are got you know, or, or they're trying to come out with something like that. So that was the reason that this popped off here yesterday. So I mean, you you, you run through your Benzinga Pro. You know, and you look for AI. When AI pops in there, you know I'm not shorting anything that says anything about AI right now, I'll tell you that.
0: You know what? I'm gonna switch subjects sound here sound just for AI, one second. The
2: chat's good. Just wait one second, Joel. Because the chat's still on this question before you take the AIG. Away.
0: No, I don't know about that one.
2: SOUN is one that grateful yep. to God and it has run I like sound. again. These have run already. Two dollars to three twenty is up sixty percent in two days. So you gotta be somewhat careful um i'm just going through the ones bfrg bullfrog AI. look at all these little ai names so the chat is so good at this this is why i do this show i tell you i don't do it for the money i do it because i get so many different little tickers i didn't even know bullfrog ai existed it's up come 50% on baby those What's are the
1: that? those are the type those are the types that we trade on live trading baby i
2: didn't even know this existed <laughs> these small little stocks i gotta listen to live <laughs> trading too P O A I. Here's another one. Predictive Uh, oncology. I don't know. We we have a guy in the
1: chat there uh, in live trading that does pretty good. Shout out to the crow on pre market prep. Yes, crow, you got a shout out here, man. You mentioned this one weeks ago. We love the crow. Weeks ago, G F A I. And I think that's what's important. One of the things that I think is always important, and Dennis is mentioning it here. Right? We can't. We're not giving financial advice to each other, but putting things on the radar is just as good.
0: Just All as good.
1: Just just wave the flag. Just say, look at me, and then let traders determine for themselves if this is a trade that they like, right? That's what we try to do here on pre-market prep. Alan All Iverson is
2: idea generation. AI. That's AI, that's what, baby. <laughs> that's what Benzinga is. It's just, you know, even go to what Benzinga, you know, go to the, the, the website, benzinga.com is trade idea generation. That's, That's it. all it is. We're giving ideas. That's, it. That's all this is, is just an idea network. You know, we're trying to bring traders together and get different ideas, more voices, more ideas, more things. I didn't know some of these stocks existed. So now I got potential pair trades on some of this yeah. stuff. So obviously, you know, I trade from a different style. I'm not usually directionally betting. So when I'm buying something, I'm usually selling something else against it. Some of these GFAI is just too wild for me, something like that. But if you see a small little AI stock that hasn't gone yet, there's a
0: potential right now. If it's ever going to go, it's going to be now. It's going to go now.
2: Yeah, if it's ever going to uh, What go, I wanted
0: to bring up was uh, on Friday, the markets are closed, right? Right? We're closed yes, for good, good Friday.
1: Friday. We usually close.
2: They're still
0: going to release the jobs numbers.
1: On Friday? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, Joe. Yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw the jobs number scheduled yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Sucks.
0: Can really? you believe that? I, I'm looking at Barron's here, and I'm looking at uh, some of right. my other yeah, sources. As long as we have Friday off, yeah. The fixed income markets are going to open but close at noon. But the job, the releases is going to – that's – I mean, the I think this – I wonder if the Spoo's are going to be open for that. Joel, uh, you
1: find out. You find well, out. I, I like
0: to trade that. I know. Wow. You got to be thinking about that with your Thursday positions there. You I do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hope. All right. Well, wow. we'll, we'll keep mm. an eye on that. I can't remember that happening. I mean, I know Good, Friday's good I Friday is Good Friday. I don't but... remember that happening either.
2: Well, yeah. so they didn't move it. Yeah, they I, didn't move we've it. We've had maybe. Good Fridays before, folks. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. moving it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Easy Mike right. was They're right, right do and, it and I on yeah. A Friday. Wow, move it. We should have a petition here.
1: Someone didn't if have their calendar the up. That's what it. happened
0: there. Happened last year too. Easy Mike says, "Okay." All right. Well, there you guys have it. Let's. Let's talk uh, about
1: some other hype story out there. Come on. Let's get towards the Ape. Where's the Apes out there? AMC Entertainment Holdings stated to agree to settle litigation and move forward with converting his preferred stock into common shares. Ape up already up there. It went past $2. We'll see if this actually gets moving. Not really anything that I'm going to be trading. But, hey, what do you guys think? This has
2: got to be the most publicized, publicized, ever you know everybody talking about it on social media it's the only reason i stayed away from it because it does look good on the numbers like to be long the ape and short the amc but you know what the biggest problem is with the short the amc you know what costs for this thing joel I'm looking oh. at IB right now. You know what the cost is to borrow AMC?
1: Like 300%,
2: 600%. 351% a year. You see, I had that feeling. So, I mean, the biggest problem <laughs> is that, you know, yeah, you're making the money. But if you're timing it wrong, it costs way too much to stay short Yeah, that. there's no point. There's so wow. much money. And the reason there's for no that is, that you know, they're in there. And again, they're you, already... know, you could just be long the ape. You could just nah. the way that you know it's just to be long the age cheaper you anything, yeah. but it's not going up. It's 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 up eighteen percent, which is a good move. But the AMC's coming down to it is the problem. So I mean that's the problem with you know having these spreads on long term. You've got to be if you're doing a Paris trade, you're shorting stock. You've got to you be You've you've got you've got to know what those fees are. Those borrow fees they change every day too. So don't just think oh I look today and it's seven percent. It could be a hundred percent tomorrow. As the things get tougher to borrow, they really jack the fees on you. So you've really got to be careful. But right now, today at IB, 351.25% to borrow AMC. They got it. But it's 351%. That's a year. But I mean, still, how much is that a day? I mean, okay, it's falls 24%. So it'd be fine for today. But you're talking 1% a day. You know, 1% a day. So, you know, you it, it's tough. You know, you hold it for a week, seven days. You going to make 7% on that to break even. It's
1: tough. Gonna need to sell a lot of popcorn to get this bad boy back going. But uh let's keep borrow it moving.
2: The shorts enemy. Yeah, hey, that's, that's why I usually stay within the S and P five hundred. Yeah, this is typical borrow one. fees. This borrow fees on everything. They're typically quarter of a percent. We're leaking. A, a We're leaking
0: a little bit here. Leaking a little.
1: Leaking a you. little.
0: Hey, uh, that's good. Good question here from uh Julius John. um uh, recalled some time ago when you began trading. You lost eighteen times in a row. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was nineteen. Uh uh, what inspired you not to give up?
2: Um well, I was early, right? So You're trading again, small. Yeah, I was trading very small. You know, when we started at Bray Trading, take us back to, you know, when I first met Joel Al you know, my first day at Bray Trading, he was in the South, he was the manager of the South Field office in Detroit. And I know I joined in May of, of nineteen ninety nine. And I had had a fairly successful retail career from 97 to 99 and had made some money. Simple reason was I wasn't a good trader, So everything was going up. It was easy. It was like two, it was like 2020 over again. Everybody's a genius in a bull market, right? So but then I got in there and then I realized, oh my gosh, I don't know anything. Everything I knew was just bad chasing. Unlearn everything you have to learn. So there's six months to a year you know of, of a learning curve is what Bright trading was telling us then. So, and I had the first week by just crap luck. I made money in my first week of trading, but then my second week of trading are killed. I was losing on everything. And I think I was like, I joked that it was the record in the office. I think I lost on 17 consecutive trades and you're going long short. So, I mean, that's just like bad trading, you know, like you think about, you know, it should be 50, 50, you buy the stock or you short the stock, you know, it goes your way or it doesn't go your way. So it's really impressive to lose that many in a row. So yeah, I mean, everybody struggles when they first start trading, you know, unless you start in 2020 and then it's going your way. So I have the same thing, 1997. I didn't struggle either. I thought I was a god. I thought I was awesome at this. It took a long time. So I had the good first like six months where I I had lost, but I was trading small, 100 shares. I'd have a bad day. I'd lose 200 bucks. You know, I'd have a bad day. My account was slowly leaking for the first three or four months, but then it stabilized after three months and I wasn't losing anymore. And then I got back to six months. And I remember I was back to the break-even point. So I had gotten back to the six months. And I remember I was dating this one girl at the time. And I remember talking to her mother. And she, she had said to me, you know, well, how much money have you made at this trading? And I was like, uh, I haven't made anything yet. And she's like, you've been working for six months and you haven't made anything? She's like, you need to find a new career. You know, basically saying, you're not going to, you know, date my daughter. This is a loser dating my daughter. And I can't make any money in six months. But it's a business. When businesses first start, they don't make money. Traders mm-hmm. don't make the traders don't make money right off the bat. Typically, that doesn't happen unless it's twenty twenty, and you know it's all going like that. You know everything's just going up, bull market. So you've got to treat it as a business. You know, education, learning, college education. After that, six months. My account continued to go up and I've never looked back since. Well, and, I and also I and, remember and, and it, and I remember it got it made to my the, life off
0: trade. I, I, I remember it got to the point where, you know, because I had you know followed all of the traders in the office and everything. And Dennis was getting on the streak and he was still like trading a hundred shares. I'm like, Dennis, I think you need to go to two hundred shares. I, I, <laughs> because... I was struggled.
2: I had consistency. <laughs> And I couldn't get off the 100 shares. So I was like (laughs) making 100 bucks a day, making 200 bucks a day. And I still couldn't get like, I couldn't size up. I was just nervous. I still struggle with sizing up because I'm so risk adverse. I still struggle with that where I'm like, I should have hit that harder. I should have hit that harder. I was really confident. I should have hit that harder. I hit things pretty hard, but. I still struggle with sizing up. It's yeah, a, because it's it, you life. know
0: what, you're not. You know that that's the thing, and we saw that in uh, in the office with people that you know sized up, you know, too much. I mean, we I could name a couple guys in the office that you know lost their carcass shirting AOL, you know, the yeah. whole way up. You know, and or they buying were,
2: stocks and the and the tech bubble yeah. burst going all the way down. Nortel Networks, you know, the Canadian Nortel oh, yeah. Networks, Another which story. was once upon yep. a time
0: twenty seven
2: percent of the Toronto Index, and people were buying. You know, it was one twenty, buying at hundred, buying at eighty, buying at sixty, buying at fifty. It went off the board, worthless, and it was the biggest company in Canada at one time. Nortel Networks, so, yep. Nortel Networks, NT. Um, yeah, that's so, down mean, one
0: of our traders too. He yeah, remembered. yeah. I
2: mean, this is horror stories. This is where you know you're you're averaging down. and you pick the wrong stock to average down and you can get yourself into a whole
0: world of trouble (laughs) he did average down he said when the stock was at 80 and then one day it opened at 70 i said you know hey you know just you know clean the slate you know and and move on and start your day he's like well how much can i lose and i'm like well the stock (laughs) stock could go to zero (laughs) and every day man i just watch that thing slowly away that hundred how much can i lose well you can that that was uh that was it but uh let's talk about buying a stock that pays a six dollar dividend every quarter
1: hmm zim zim
2: yeah zebra i am so i have looked at this and i've done dividend capture on this where you know you buy the day before and then you bring it through and then you get the dividend but i'll tell you this one is you know it's a very interesting because it plays $6 every quarter. It's now 18 bucks. Kramer has said, and I believe Kramer a lot, a lot of things. You know, we make fun of him sometimes. But again, he's got a good research team. They do their homework. He doesn't think the dividend is safe. I don't think the dividend is safe either when I see a 93% yield on something. But you know what? Continues to pay these $6 dividends. The biggest problem is it seems to go down more than the dividend. So if you bought this, let's just do a fun you know, little exercise here. If you bought this a year ago, so let's go back mm-hmm. to one year ago. Today is April the 4th. So we we'll go back to April the 4th of 2022. I'm just going back there. The stock was about, it was about 50 bucks. So I mean, 6, 12, 18, 24. So I get $24 in dividends, but the stock's down more than that. At a certain point in time, if it can continue to pay the $6 dividend, it's not going to continue to go down $24 because the zero, these stocks do indeed stop at zero. I don't know. Like, does somebody anybody follow this story? ZIM Integrated Shipping. Like, follow it closely. Like, is the dividend sustainable? Like, do do or is this just you know? A I don't matter? know. It was, like, it, it's gonna it, dividend itself to death. Like, eventually, it's just it was you know, sixty-seven, dividend, eighteen. Dividend,
0: Did you say sixty-seven, eighteen? Uh, that's what I have for the. Closing it, that's where it was for sixty-seven. I ballparked. I didn't have the actual yeah, thing. I got a then, bar there, so yeah.
2: was, the low bar was fifty-six. The high bar was seventy-one that week. Yeah. So I'm just looking. So 67. So you got the actual date. So you're significantly down. It wouldn't have worked in the last year. If you were going there for the yield, saying, I'm getting $6 dividend, you'd be down more than the dividends right now. It's stabilized here now. It's come up. I mean, if you bought this thing six months or it's just you know, a few months ago in December, you know, it's 17 or 18, it's back to 18, but you just got paid a $6 dividend. So it's an interesting story. Dividend capture, the way that works, just, and it's a strategy that I do employ at times. Is you buy the stock day before the ex dividend date, take it through, get the dividend, and try to sell it the next day for um, you know less than the dividend or lose less on the stock than you get on the dividend. It is working for people today because the stock is up $1.13. buck thirteen. It just closed seventeen oh seven, so the six dollar and forty cent dividend. But you know how you know I think people
0: uh, are making this successful, Dennis there and we've seen this you know going with that AT&T and Verizon they're not buying the day before i mean look what this stock has done since mid march if you know it's paying a 6 dollar debt, i mean and you're heavily focused on this Start buying maybe early. you got some at 20 mm-hmm. 21 22 22 and a half 23 that's why it's still alive is because people are, are are planning this out you know uh you know it's not the day before the day before it's working out for you today but, you know, what if you had an average position of like 22 and a quarter, boom, you know, you're just slamming bids today. You don't care. But if you took it home overnight, it's a little bit different. But I think I think that's the way people are. I mean, that's the only way people can be, you know, or even like back here. I mean, look at look at this thing at the beginning of the year. It Gave you forever today to, you know, buy this thing under 18 bucks. I mean, if you know, of course, they cut the dividend. And well, that's what you think yeah, is coming. Yeah.
2: That's yep. what, you know, you naturally think when you oh. see a yield like this, is like, they're gonna readjust the dividend. And it's gonna be 5 cents. And then you're like, oh, this sucks. Really? I mean, this yep. is usually how Wipes these things work. Out. But I don't follow the company. So I can't comment to that. I just know, you know, Kramer said, he believes it's not safe. I believe other people think it's not safe because it wouldn't have a 93% yield if they did think it is safe. But wow, I mean, can't argue, you know, if this thing stays this price and you keep getting $6 dividends.
1: Can oh, wow. they reverse split? the stock to keep it keep doing this game what why why what would that make a difference i'm just saying like as it keeps going lower and lower getting like down there towards like i don't know eight eight bucks dividend
2: if it continues to pay six dollar dividends it's not going to continue to go down so i mean at a certain point if it's a six dollar dividends are going to continue to come it's going to stabilize you know the market isn't that stupid so hey dennis we got we
0: got some good information coming in here from uh, aj jamel yeah, Zim, uh, Israel charges a hefty tax uh, from the dividend for for non-Israeli citizens. So, ooh, ooh it's a very yeah. You gotta that. watch that too. Wow, that's great a good point. No,
2: because there's taxes. And again, you got to watch even like you know the transaction tax over in France. You Certain there, stocks I right? don't trade. Like if you go and trade, like um, what's that stock that you don't? S- trade? Sanof- do you? Sanofi, Sanofi, SNY, SNY. If you trade mm-hmm. SNY, market makers exempt, of course, so it doesn't apply to market makers. But if you're not a market maker, you actually, when you buy and sell this thing on the sale, you actually pay a transaction tax, and it's like ten cents, ten or twelve cents, I think. Total was one of them Ain't too. Cheap. Total's gone now. But that was another one, too. But you got to watch certain countries when you're trading things over there. And then if they tax the dividend on you really heavy, well, then you're not getting that six bucks. So it's not as good. Again, market makers will be exempt, you know, in a lot of cases to this stuff. But you've got to be careful on that stuff. So that's good information, too.
1: All right, let's get towards one more story and then we'll start wrapping it up here. Piper Sandler upgrading on Etsy from Etsy. neutral to overweight and raised the price target from 135 to 140. Interesting chart. And I'm looking for charts like this right now that have still been a little sleepy and are starting to get going. So if you guys see any, mm. let me know. This is going to be on my radar today. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, this is sleepy. This is a stock that's probably going to get kickstarted here today. It's up $4. So again, I think we need to find these stocks before they get upgraded. <laughs> yeah. This could kickstart it though. So yeah. you know, we're, in a, we're in a techie market. We're in a growthy market. All of a sudden gets a vote of confidence there. I wouldn't short this thing today at 112. Just thinking it's going to give it back here because I've seen these things get ignited just from a rating change. So I think there's room to 120 here um i'm not necessarily chasing it but maybe you get an afternoon maybe you get like the 10 o'clock pullback or nine forty-five goes up to like 113 and pulls back to like 111 110 i'd be interested there just you know from a trading perspective i think there's room to 120 on this
0: uh i'm, I'm gonna go shorter a little bit uh shorter time frame here you're trading up in the pre-market i think your first area you got to take a look at is one fifteen and a half. and a half I think you got a pair of highs surrounding that area. Uh, the better area, if you look, I don't see anything at 120, Dennis. I know you like to use a whole number there. Yeah. But there is a triple top at 122.45 area. So those are really, and if you look at it on the chart, there's really not much in there. So that's what I'm looking at for Etsy, E-T-S-Y. All
2: right. What else? So there's one ahead. more rating I highlight. Now, ServiceNow. Yeah, now. now. Yeah, it's up ten bucks. This thing moves on ratings too. There's certain stocks that are very receptive to getting a buy rating because again, you see on Apple and stuff, you see coverage on you know mm-hmm. major stocks more often. Get to these mid you know capped t- you know, tech companies there, they get a rating and you know if it's from anybody major, sometimes it can really move the stock. ServiceNow is lifting big time here this morning. Who's upgrading it?
1: All right, Service Now is a upgrade here from Bard upgrading ServiceNow Baird. to outperform uh Baird raising price target to five hundred and forty eight. Woo. So, um that's where the it, it's a really interesting
0: one, right? I mean five hundred and forty-eight. We're pretty far from that. Uh, You got a daily high, just a strong bid at the highs of the session, 484.70. That's not too far away if you're looking for potential targets. And then the other one is 494.62, highest close you've had of the year. 491.27. Where to buy this thing on a pullback? Oh, I don't know. Like Dennis said, if you get anywhere near the double top of the last two ranges, four four sixty-five forty-one and sixty-five eighty-nine, maybe throw a sixty-six bid out there if you get one panic seller. Uh, coming in. But um, yeah, that's a look at service now. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. s ps up 10 handles, 4163.75, not much at the pre-market high, kind of quiet session. I know we have a Jolt's uh, job number, I believe, at uh, 10 10 a.m., so that could uh, shake things up. Uh, If you were unable to listen to our uh, incredible special yesterday, uh, you can go to premarketprep.com. It's still um, available there, and we're going to have some articles coming out later on, wrapping things up, but uh, got some great input from a lot of industry experts. So, uh, Triple D, I'll check in with you later on. Everyone, have a good day.
2: A couple of couple of uh, other stocks coming from the chat, little growthy names I haven't yeah. gone yet. Big Earl saying Dog. Yeah, this sets up action, not bad too, DDOG. <laughs> in this...
1: It's in the set industry I in to talk full about. are in mode here.
2: Still... I mean, you had a nice move a little inside day yesterday, holds the $70 mm-hmm. support. And, you know, sleepy And you you get one. up above that 73, 30, then you start thinking 75 and then 80. So, I mean, yeah. I don't mind that set up there either. See, there's always an opportunity somewhere. You can panic and chase the S&P. Or you can look for different opportunities here too.
1: That's why I go looking for industries, right? That haven't really taken off. So one of the industries, of course, that this is in is software application. So software like application names, I'm looking for names like that, right? So that's D-Dog. There's other ones. Intuit has just started going that looks interesting. But Intuit's I,
2: always been strong. So, yeah. I mean, it's right up there. Actually, it has pulled back. I didn't realize it was down that much.
1: I mean, it's pretty down from 700. You know, it got like half... Yeah. It got cut in half and it's starting to work its way back. I like the way yeah. the charts look into the left-hand side. No, it's a more expensive stock, but I can also mention smaller names here. Software application shop looks interesting, man. We missed that opportunity of 40 again. I, we did. We'll Didn't we miss? Yelling we ourselves. about the 40. That's oh. where it broke
2: out from. Came back, retest the 40. Even did the oh. little Gil Morales undercut and rally trick there. We, we, this was up. the
1: day that we really should have grabbed it. The 13th yeah. day that when it was the bank worries and yeah. it was right back at 40 there. Yep. So uh, interesting stock there. Would definitely keep watch on shop. Let's keep going to some names there. Workday is one that's gotten started as of late. Look at this software application name. That's a pretty strong name. It's been talked down. about that when Christian from hurts uh mobile i could maybe get moving here software that? application name that hasn't really turned around has been strong since it's come out has a couple of highs right above, above 45 here towards... that
2: gets breakouty. yeah yeah you know right what there. breakouts can work if we go in a full bull market breakouts can start working again breakouts have not been working for a while because we haven't mm-hmm. been in this region you know i guess we you know in the text we have in the last three months but you know if we start if you think we're going to continue this bull run here yeah. These are the kind of stocks that could actually go in the next move. So yeah, Look I'm at still CRM's move since money.
1: January. Jan- CRM's up almost 50% CRM's since been a
2: monster. Monster Again, move. monster turnaround. And we talked about CRM too. It was getting to a valuation where it was just getting cheap. I think it got down to like 19 or 20 times. Yeah. It. it was the cheapest CRM has probably ever been you know it was Oracle's the same thing with meta there was certain stocks that just normally trade with higher p's and they came down to like normal p's even when tesla got down to 100 bucks we talked about yeah. 27 times earnings it got down to which is the cheapest tesla's ever been because it traded with no earnings for a while there so there was no p it was just you know that little funny sign there that you get. so
1: yeah. And then healthcare had a recent move yesterday that I started catching an eye on of course healthcare plans we talked about that yesterday why that got moving but I'm starting to see these drug manufacturers starting to get moving I saw Johnson and Johnson start getting moving yesterday and really starting to show a little bit of a turnaround here what do you think about these drug manufacturers? I have a position
2: trading position Johnson Johnson my comments there you go Pfizer have a long-term position so I can Mm -hmm. talk that that's starting to show some life here very similar charts yeah some of they all move together again I pair trade these things so you know there's different you know when one gets out the other sometimes they pull back in sometimes you know you sometimes it's a trending. It's different ways to play these things. Merck has key true to news every single night. Merck had a big move yesterday showing life. Lily, I still think too. And then we pulled back and maybe we missed the Lily because now it's gone. They've obviously got that big weight loss drug that's coming. So, I mean, that pullback to 310, 315 was a huge buying opportunity. It's now 352. So now it feels like it's gone. Even Moderna has started to show some life here. Remember I talked about the Moderna BNTX spread. That would actually be doing pretty well here right now. I believe BNTX was 140. It's still 130, so it's come back off. But Moderna, I think, is I think it's actually right around where. So I, I it's probably right around 160 was when I was talking about it. Um then it pulled back. So it's back to where it was. there's stuff showing life everywhere. Which is oh, a case for the bulls. I mean, you're starting to see broaden out yeah. a little bit. We had the problem where this was six, seven stocks that really drove the first three months. But now we're starting to see it broaden out a little bit there. And that's what you need to see to continue this bull market. You're going to need other stocks participating. If you start Exactly. To Rotation
1: to them. That gives the bulls life. I-, I think that's a very important outlook that Dennis just gave you guys. And this one thing that I'm looking at and I'm watching what sector wise, right? What's getting the lift now? Defensive as of late starting to get a lift, right? Rotation yes. to some of the value names, right? Or maybe growth at reasonable value with the healthcare names, right? So GARP type of looks, right and one thing that's going to be something that i'm going to be looking at dennis and i think you and i are very like open to seeing that is maybe some of these tech names going into a little bit more of a profit taking and seeing where the rotation goes do we just continue riding higher with some other rotation yeah. into let's say value or healthcare i think this is something that we're keeping a close eye and like always we've talked about it this has been a monster run in tech it can keep running or it can turn around. That's the truth. And I know that it might sound as simple as to say that you can go both ways. Right now, we know it's extended, but it's riding that wall of worry. And it can continue riding that wall of worry until the bad news comes, right? Will it be a CPI? Will it be a banking issue? Will it be an inflation issue? For right now, seems like things are a little bit rosy from what we're seeing right now. And of course, that can always change with one data point. It, it can change
2: with anything i mean if there's, there's potential tape bombs here we're coming into earnings season you know what though i'm not that scared of this earnings season from a bull perspective though, yeah and not... that's expectations are lower here so mm-hmm. this could actually be an earnings season that could drive price so i think the bulls are in control here right now there's no doubt you know and i've been on the bearish side so you know and i've been wrong here for a bit but again you know what I've said before is, you know, it's okay to be wrong. And it's not okay to stay wrong. So at a certain point in time, if we continue to go higher, I'm going to have to reallocate some of this capital in. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to be buying at the highs, but you find the opportunities. I mean, just like we were uh, saying with Data Dog, here's a stock that hasn't gone. So you could buy this, in, and not saying, you know, if we go into a recession, bear market, this thing's going to go down. So if my original thesis can be right, I will lose in that position. But if I'm really having FOMO, you don't have to chase. There's always something else you can go into. You know, and yeah. I've talked about Johnson & Johnson, I've talked about Pfizer, you know, I'm in Pfizer already. There is some stocks, good companies that have come down significantly here, and some of them have not rallied yet. So why chase the stock that's just went up, you know, 20%, you know, in two weeks when you can go and, you know, look into something that maybe there's a catch up trade potential and something that hasn't gone yet. Always an opportunity somewhere.
1: I agree with that. And I think that if anything, if we keep breaking out, we'll look for maybe some 50% retracements, right, of recent moves. We'll find out what happens there. Um, And in the chat, they asked about travel and leisure. I'll make one little comment. Maybe Dennis has a little comment. I don't like that oil is going higher for at least, let's say, like airlines and cruise lines. I don't like that oil is going higher. If we are going to get crude back above 100, well, they're not going to be too happy about that, right? So what what would you say, Dennis? um uh, so i don't it's think it's good for stocks leisure and travel
2: higher i don't think it's good for stocks over i don't think you can have your cake and eat it too here i think if oil continues to go up i think stocks eventually start to go down here because that's going to kill the inflation that the, the yeah. fed narrative of pivoting people exactly. will eventually put it together people are slow at putting it all together they're very slow at putting the piece of the puzzle together the reason i'm successful is i try to put the piece of the puzzle together faster sometimes i'm I trying to build it so fast sometimes i build it wrong But I'm trying to always put it together and try to stay ahead. They aren't even talking about, you know, like the oil. But if you put it together, if oil continues to elevate, like, oh, this is good. Stocks are going up. But yeah, but let's the next piece of the puzzle is that's inflationary. And other commodities start to follow if oil starts going up. And then that's inflationary. And all of a sudden, that pivot that everybody's banking on is pushed further back. So I don't think it's good news if oil continues to go higher. And I do believe oil can go higher. So I'm still staying in the camp where I want to have some, some, I I still am cautious in this market. Been wrong to be cautious. I'll tell you right now, I've been wrong and it hurts. You know, I wish I was fully invested, you know, in the last two weeks. But you know what? I'm glad I wasn't fully invested a year and a half ago. So, I mean, you're never going to get it perfect. You just got to get it, you know, kind of right.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think the the overall thing here is that you're being protective here, and it's okay to be uh, protective, I think, as long as you're able to find return elsewhere. And you've clearly stated it, right? You're finding return elsewhere. Well, I get
2: 5.2% for being completely safe.
1: (laughs) I. that... Listen there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong, with that. there's nothing
2: wrong with that. Interactive paying 4.33% on my idle cash idle, right now. Just I'm sitting like, there. I just want to move more cash there. That's no place given 433 on freaking idle cash. There's certain, like, obviously, you know, it depends on where you're going. Different brokers <laughs> yeah, offer I mean, different things.
1: Your, your right? Bank of America account, your savings account isn't giving you that. It ain't I'll giving you it, that. But, but there's also,
2: you know, but if you tie up, you know, short term, you do get some yield. It's like, and this is the biggest problem for the banks as well. This is the biggest problem for the banks as well, is that the people who are just sitting money, well, I'll just sit the money in my bank account because it doesn't make me anything, aren't doing that anymore. They're moving the money around because there's yield out there. I used Mm -hmm. to sit like, you know, I'd have, you know, a significant amount of money sitting in my checking account because I just didn't want to bother looking at it every week to make sure, you know, if I'm writing a check, it's going to clear. Now I'm like, watch it because I'm keeping that checking account at a minimum because I don't get anything in the checking account. And then I'm moving that money to different places, even short-term tie-ups, where I'm picking up three, four percent, just to even have short-term cash. And then, if you're willing to go out a little bit further, you will you you can get more as well. So it's just something to consider. I mean, there's lots of different places to put your money, but it's you know the, the main thing is it's just we're in this market where there is an alternative. Yep. The Tina trade is dead. You know there is an alternative, and you know what? If the market goes up ten percent. But you're making five. It wasn't that bad, and you're making making five risk free. And people say, "Why well, you can't make me money?" Well, a certain portion of your money should always be in cash. You should always have some, you know, bullets in the chamber. Isn't it nice to make something on that cash? I was getting zero on my cash all, you know, all, all the way along. You always want some cash to be able to deploy it. You know, if there's opportunities, I always want to keep some, you know, spare ammo there. If you've got a good opportunity, so you know, am I taking my whole portfolio and tying up a five point two percent? No, I'd be losing to inflation. that cash portion, sure, is nice to get some return on that. But there is people out there that'll be like, why am I going to go into the market and try to pick up seven or eight when I get five risk-free? That's a problem for the market.
1: Like always, you guys can keep up with everything Dennis Dick does. Keep up with his Twitter. Give him a follow. Triple D Trader will keep pumping along. And like always, take a look at the interviews that were done yesterday. If you guys didn't catch it, of course, Pre-Market Preps channel. uh, It was six experts, I think, yesterday man you guys killed it i was watching i didn't get to watch every single interview so i myself i got to go ahead and catch it a little bit but i did catch like blue putnam i was able to catch craig johnson so if you guys didn't catch that definitely check out that interview with dennis and joel we'll have you back on like always dennis have a good day my friend okay, take care see you all right that's gonna do it for us today like always we do got a partnership with trade zero you guys check them out if you guys are looking for some short locates we're gonna wrap it up here bring you guys over to live trading that's coming up next and we're gonna keep pushing forward on of course our book club if you guys haven't joined the book club already we're gonna keep pushing forward this week, we don't have a show. I do want to kind of mention that. I'm going to be getting out an email uh, today. I was going to have a, a meeting this weekend, but of course, it's Easter. Well, I'll, I'll take the weekend off. Uh, but like always, you guys can join the book club. Hit that link in the chat there so that you guys can start learning and start pushing yourself to the next level. I talk about chart patterns all the time, especially on our live trading stream. But check it out, guys. Japanese candlestick charting techniques. One of the best books that you guys can be reading to up your trading skills. So if you want to do that and do it in an environment, a supporting community environment, join the book club. I really love how the book club approaches things. If you guys will see the members there are really, truly trying to up their skill. So if you're one of those people out there that, you know, don't care about the hype or just looking to up your skills, check out the book club. Definitely enjoy it. Let's give you guys now over to, of course, live trading. That's starting up right now.